on a day where C.J. Abrams sets a new Nationals record, the Nationals, they also win 71 games and win their final series at Atlanta. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. With our friends over at Game Time, and thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day. As we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And I'm your host Ryan Clary. Catch me over on Twitter and make sure to subscribe at Ryan Clary Eleven. Not subscribe, but follow over on Twitter, and subscribe to our Locked On Nationals page over on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Later on in today's show, the season wrapped up. The 162-game marathon is over. Let's kind of talk about the offseason here, and let's kind of get into what's going to be happening or what should be happening heading into this offseason. I think there's a lot to discuss, and I think it's going to be a very interesting offseason. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Also, it's a Monday. It is your final national stock report who's been up who's been down who finished the year strong and who did not we'll discuss that and tell you about those individual performances a little bit later on but let's start off with the nationals finishing up a very good series against this atlanta braves team the atlanta braves the best team in all of baseball while the nationals they went into atlanta and while yes they did not have their ace starting pitching going against us and the nationals pitching didn't look all too good, if we're being completely honest. But the Nationals went in there, found a way to win two of three games. Yesterday, a great offensive explosion, in which also not only was it just an offensive explosion, but the face of the franchise, C.J. Abrams. Yes, I said that. Face of the franchise, C.J. Abrams, has his stolen base record. 47 on the season for C.J. Abrams, breaking Trey Turner's old record of 46 that he set Back in the mid-2010s. Yesterday's performance, by the way, before we really get into C.J. Abrams and what he did in yesterday's ballgame, let's just kind of talk about how nice it was to end this season on such a high note going up against the Atlanta Braves. And really, when you talk about this, the top of the lineup, C.J. Abrams collecting two hits, Lane Thomas having four hits, and really just kind of breaking out of the slump that he's been in over the last month or so. Joey Manessis added a big hit as well. Kibar Ruiz, three hits. Jacob Young, that big, big hit back late in the game. This was something that the Nationals, they just kind of needed. And obviously, the way that the Nationals ended this season was kind of the way that the story of this season has always been. The Nats scrapped their way to a win. And this is something that we have seen all year long. You never feel like this team is down and out. And I think this leaves such a good taste in our mouth as fans because when you sit here and you watch this team, you see the holes. You see the holes defensively. You see the holes in the pitching staff. You see the holes in the bullpen. You see the holes in the offense and as a whole. But obviously, this team in this season in particular was not as bad as it could have been. And yes, you may be asking yourself, Ryan, are you taking a moral victory on a team that only won 71 games? Yes, I am. For this team right now, 
going forward. I have hope. And yesterday, I think that kind of just came into fruition with this ball club while you have Hunter Harvey coming in to save the day, finishing the year with a 2-8-2 ERA. Another success story for this Nationals team. C.J. Abrams finishing this year with a 7-12 OPS batting 245. And while I think it probably could have been a little bit better if it weren't for him kind of slumping as of recent, for being honest, that could have been better as well. Lane Thomas, he slumped a little bit as well. But the final numbers on all these guys, the guys that really matter to the future of this team, they all checked out well. Kiber Ruiz finished with a 7-17 OPS. There's a lot of different things to like about this ball club moving forward. And I think yesterday just kind of goes to show you why you should never really be giving up on a lot of these younger guys. Because Kiber Ruiz in particular, it's been an up and down year for him. When he's hot, he is hot. But when he is cold, he is so cold. So cold at the plate. And you've seen that with Lane Thomas as well. I highlighted this all season long. I expected Lane Thomas to start off slow in the first half. Well, he did exactly the opposite of that. He started off really strong this year, had an all-star campaign, did not get the votes to get in. He should have. He should have been in the conversation at the very least, but did not get in. And obviously, we all know what happened. The second half fell off a little bit, but even then, a very tremendous season for Lane Thomas. There's so many different things to like about what happened with this Nationals team. But in yesterday's ball game, that is just what we need. That is what we needed. 15 hits, 10 runs, no er- no errors across the entire nine-inning ball game, which also was a comeback victory for this Nationals team. You start off getting up early, 4 nothing there, then it's 4-2, to two, and then all of a sudden, it's 5-5. to five. Heading in the seventh inning, it's 7-5. to five. Then it's 7-7, seven to seven. then it's 8-7. to seven. Then you're going back and forth in the ninth inning as well for the Nationals to win that game 10-9, to nine. In which, again, felt like a complete victory. Jackson Rutledge, he went five innings pitching yesterday's ball game. While he didn't look all that great, giving up five earned runs, giving up a big home run as well, only striking out four batters, walking two. It still was a complimentary performance, in my opinion, because yesterday could have been a complete, utter disaster for Rutledge, in my opinion. And in fact, that's kind of what I thought it would be. And the reason why I say that is because Jackson Rutledge just last weekend dealt against this Braves team. He killed them. I couldn't really expect him to go back-to-back like this in your first four starts up in the major leagues. I'm just not going to put those expectations on a young rookie pitcher. And he looked good, in my opinion. He really did. He finished the year with a 6.75 ERA, but in my opinion, the story is a lot bigger than what that ERA shows. Jackson Rutledge showed promise as well. Game 162 for this Nationals team, in my honest opinion, there's not really much better things that could happen. Jackson Rutledge, while again, the line doesn't look great, but if you watch the game, if you watch what he was doing, he really wasn't that bad. If you look at what C.J. Abrams did, getting that stolen base record, that was a big deal. And let's get into that here because C.J. Abrams, just by the way, I think people need to realize this, the fact that he set this record, after starting the season off so slow, because he did with stolen bases. I remember doing a show talking about how this was kind of detrimental to the team, about how C.J. Abrams isn't utilizing his legs more. We all kind of know why that was. He simply wasn't getting on base enough to use that. But even then, the Nationals kind of held him back a little bit. They did. They always kind of had to, in my opinion, 
just because I don't really know why. But if you look back at his injury history, he has had a broken ankle in the past. So I think maybe that also had to come into play with this. And then all of a sudden, it just kicked into gear for him. Because the first 69, 69 games this year, C.J. Abrams had seven stolen bases. 69 games, almost 70 games. He only had seven stolen bases in his final 82 games. He had 40 stolen bases and was only caught twice. That is the kind of effort that C.J. Abrams really just kind of goes to show you what he had all year long. 47 stolen bases for this kid and 40 in the final 82 games of this season. What a performance by C.J. Abrams. And I think this kind of goes to show why he is this special. And I think entering next year, to think that this guy can't steal 60-plus bags in today's game with all the different rules, and again, he's only 22 years old, setting the Nationals franchise record for stolen bases in a season. The goal for next year is going to be 60-plus bags. I can tell you that right now. Because 40 bags over the course of 82 games, that's almost 80 stolen bases over the course of a 162-game stretch. That is absurd. That is something that doesn't really happen whatsoever across any major sport nowadays. C.J. Abrams, he has proven to be special. He is. Not only does he have that steal potential, but at 22 years old, hitting in the upper teens for home runs, getting a lot of RBIs as well at the top of the leadoff spot, being a solid defender over at shortstop. And while, yes, he did have his misses here and there, he had some throwing errors, and he booted some balls, just like every 22-year-old is going to do over at shortstop. C.J. Abrams proved a ton this season. This is going to be the guy that you build around, and I truly do mean that. C.J. Abrams is that kind of talent. And the better thing is, you don't have to just build around him because you have James Wood and you have Dylan Cruz down in the minor leagues who are waiting in the wings and who will be up in the majors by sometime next year, and that is a fact by the way. Both those guys will be roaming the outfield, hopefully by midsummer of 2024. And that is when the party gets started here in Washington, D.C. But with C.J. Abrams and what he did, setting the national stolen base record after having only seven all the way through mid-June. C.J., what a performance in the second half of the season and what an ending to game 162 with the Nationals yesterday, ending with two hits, an RBI, and of course that stolen base that broke the Nationals record. No, by the way, why didn't he take off second base there? Why didn't he celebrate? If you know, you know. Thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And now it's time for the National Stock Report. It is the final National Stock Report of the 2023 regular season. I'll get you that as I'm going to tell you who's been up and who's been down. we got some good performances, and we've got some guys who didn't do all too well to finish out the year as a whole, but we'll tell you that. But before we get into it, let me tell you guys about our good friends, our great friends over at Game Time. And guys, you should never have to worry when you're buying tickets to all your big events in Game Time is the place where you don't have to worry because game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork 
out of buying tickets. My favorite thing about game time is I always go to Nationals Park last minute, or maybe I'm going up to Capital One Arena for a concert or a Wizards game. I get to walk there, and what do I do while I walk? I open up my game time app. I get to see all the flash deals and the zone deals and easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event that you could ever ever possibly dream of and that is why i want you guys to try out game time because it is the lowest price guaranteed event cancellation protection as well and job loss protection as well make sure to check out game time and when you do download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on mlb l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now we get back into it as it is the final national stock report of the 2023 season. And we'll start off here with a stock up for catcher Kiber Ruiz. And Kiber Ruiz, like we kind of said, it has been so up for him. And so down at times, he finished the year with a very promising performance, similar to kind of what he did last year before he had, let's just say, a groin injury for now. his Over his last seven games here in D.C., down in Atlanta as well, he had 14 hits. He had a home run, a seven seven RBIs in total, a 625 slug, and a 455 OBP. When you're looking at Kiba Ruiz, Like I've said a million times, like we've all said, like we've all been talking about over the season, it is so up with him and it is so down. At this moment in time, the way he ended this season, there are no excuses going into next year about Kiber Ruiz. Kiber Ruiz is going to be the franchise guy. He got the extension heading into the offseason last year and went, well, he deserved it too, for being honest. But going into now next year in 2024, Kiber Ruiz has two full years under his belt. He stayed healthy for the entirety of 2023, which is always a good thing, which is always a positive when it comes to young players. But now heading into next year, we want to see it all come together for him at once. We want to see some consistency with him because when he does have this consistency, you see great contact skills, which by the way, he's had throughout the entire season dating back to last year and as well as 2021. But when he is consistent, there is only a handful of catchers in baseball that are better at the plate than Kiebert Ruiz. You look at guys like, well, Sean Murphy, the Atlanta Braves, and a couple others as well, but Kiebert Ruiz, that is the guy who will be part of this foundation moving forward and see him end the season off super hot. Again, 14 hits over his last 17, over his last seven games, a home run, seven RBIs, clutch hitting, big power numbers, getting on base at an almost 50% clip, that is what you want to see from Kiber Ruiz. And while, again, it's got to be consistent with him. That is the only question heading into this offseason, and which we'll discuss plenty about, get into the numbers with him, and see what they say about our future catcher of the future. Stock down. We just raved about him. C.J. Abrams. C.J. Abrams, successful 2023 season, whichever way you look at it. There's improvements at all over the field defensively, offensively getting stolen bases, whatever you want to look at, most likely it was a positive for C.J. Abrams. But over his last 64 at-bats, over the last month or so, he batted 219, had a 271 OBP, and a 344 slug. He only stole six bags as well, 
14 hits, and he also played a little bit poor defensively to finish off 2023. And C.J. Abrams, again, this entire offseason is going to be a lot of C.J. Abrams, a lot of Key Bear Ruiz. But he's in the same category as Key Bear. You need to find a steady clip of production. We saw that month of C.J. Abrams when he first got put in that leadoff spot from mid-July all the way through mid-August, really, early August. That is when you saw the best C.J. Abrams that we have seen. He was batting over 300. He was getting on base at a clip that he hasn't done in his career. He was hitting, sl- he was killing the baseball as well, hitting home runs, getting doubles, triples, whatever it may be. C.J. Abrams was doing it. He was playing a solid defensive shortstop. He was stealing bases, but C.J. Abrams kind of fell off that little cliff a little bit, and as we saw, it finished a little slow. But even then, he stayed healthy all year. You're playing shortstop every single day for this Nationals team, in which probably played him a little too much against some left-handed pitchers, rather. But C.J. Abrams, again, a successful season, a good 2023, and he also holds a Nationals record now, which he'll probably break again next coming season. In fact, I'm pretty sure, I know for 100% fact, if he's healthy, he's going to break that record yet again. But he finished the year a little slow, so that's why you get a stock down to finish off 2023. Stock up, something that I was really excited about, Tanner Rainey. Tanner Rainey came off in his one appearance after having Tommy John surgery, ending his 2022 season, getting his one appearance in 2023. He looked good. He had one inning pitch on Saturday. He gave up a hit. He walked the batter, and he struck out one batter as well. Tanner Rainey is kind of someone who, I refuse to give up on. He's in a similar conversation when it comes to Mason Thompson. I refuse to give up on those two guys right now because I see it. I can see the potential with them in the back end of the rotation. And plus, they're still both young guys. When we're talking about Tanner Rainey in specific form with him, if he is to get his fastball back up to where it once was, in which at this point, that may not be doable. But if it is, and if he can get that fastball back up to 99 to 100, This is going to be someone who I think could be a closer for this team down the line because Kyle Finnegan, he had a good 2023 season. He did. You saw a lot of good things from him. And in my opinion, I think he was kind of the rock of this bullpen for a good portion of the summer. And when you look at guys that got hurt, Hunter Harvey got hurt. He was a rock for this bullpen as well. Got hurt, kind of fell off the production a little bit. You saw Mason Thompson. He started off the year pretty damn good, fell off. Jordan Weems came in. He pitched pretty well at times. But you saw a lot of non-factors when it came to this bullpen. A lot of Andres Machado action. While he looked good at times, we know what he is. You saw different forms of Amos Willingham, which we kind of know what he is at this point. There's a lot of different things that you can take from this bullpen and like about it. And I think Tanner Rainey's going to be one of those guys that we look into spring training again and kind of sell ourselves on him being a solid back-end arm. He just has it, man. I don't know what else to say with it, but he just has it. Stock down, Jordan Weems, and we've discussed this again. A lot of guys who are mainstays, like C.J. Abrams on the stock-up list. Jordan Weems was a mainstay on the stock-up list as well, but he was a stock down to end the season. Over his final five and two-thirds innings pitch, he gave up five hits, five earned runs, he walked four batters and had a 1-5-9 whip those final five and two-thirds. And Jordan Weems, again, 
this was a pleasant surprise for this Nationals team. He pitched well down the stretch for us. He is someone that's going to be in the rotation come this time next year. But I mean, rotation, bullpen, obviously. He's not going to be a starter. He is not a starter. He is a bullpen guy. Going into next year, he's going to be one of those guys the Nationals will rely on. But to end the year, he was very good. But to end it, not so good. Again, five hits, five earned runs, four walks. You're walking too many guys. You're getting too many guys on base and not stranding enough guys as well and letting in some big hits and big walks. And that leads to a high whip, which leads to higher earned runs. Speaking of the bullpen, a stock up for Joe La Sorsa. This is a pretty decent sample size for La Sorsa. And again, he's not um, really part of the future, you could say. I don't really know at this point. He's got some good qualities to him. He's got good traits. You like it, a left-handed arm out of the bullpen, in which the Nationals, by the way, at the beginning of this year, all the only lefty we had in the back end of the, rota- of the bullpen was Anthony Banda, and we all know how that worked out. It did not work out. That is why he was DFA'd and never pitched for the Nationals again in 2023. But Joe LaSorsa came in. Robert Garcia came in. Jose Frere came in. Finished the seventh inning yesterday's ballgame. Looked pretty solid. But Joe LaSorsa, over his last 11 innings pitch, he gave up 10 hits. He only gave up two earned runs. He only walked two batters and struck out eight batters as well in his last 11 innings pitch. And we saw him kind of in a much bigger role than he probably will have going forward. I don't really think the Nationals plan to utilize him the way that they did this year. I think he's going to be more of a long-term relief guy, kind of your back-end guy who's going to eat up innings, similar to what Trevor Williams did in 2022 for the New York Mets. That is the kind of role that Joe LaSorsa is, and someone's got to do the mop-up duty. Maybe it's Joe LaSorsa down the line. That's the off-season topic that we can discuss at another date. But Joe LaSorsa, stock up to end the year. He had a really good ending to September. And again, 11 innings pitch, only two earned runs out of the bullpen for someone who doesn't have the nastiest stuff in the world. I'll take that any day of the week. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and now let's get into this offseason preview as it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of nationals to discuss. We'll just talk about that after this. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And if you made it this far, make sure to subscribe over on YouTube at Locked On Nationals. Just search that and wherever you get your podcast and make sure to hit that subscriber button and the notification bell as well. So the Nationals, we are now in the offseason as October baseball is here. The wild card rounds start tomorrow, which should be a wildly interesting wild card, by the way, with this new form, three-game series, three three-game series in three days. That's going to be a fun one. We'll talk about that in tomorrow's show, but the offseason. It's here. This is a big one. And the two big questions for the offseason were, number one, what's going to happen with Mike Rizzo? Number two, what's going to happen with Davey Martinez? Both those guys already got their extensions. They're set in stone heading into this offseason. But I know all the rumbles. We know we've talked about it on this show. Hitting coach, Darnell Coles. Pitching coach, Jim Hickey. 
I don't know if these guys are shoe-ins yet. And this is kind of an early reaction. This is just fresh day one of the offseason, just kind of talking about this. I know what Nationals fans think of these guys. I know what you say about Darnell Coles and Jim Hickey in particular. Jim Hickey, I can say this. I'm not the biggest fan of Jim Hickey's. And the reason why I say that, I lean more towards analytics. And again, I don't know this for a fact. No one knows this for a fact besides the kids in the clubhouse. But when you're talking about Jim Hickey, I don't really think he's an analytical guy. And what you have these younger guys like Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Jake Irvin, the guys who kind of grew up in this analytical era who use those analytics to kind of further them and really separate themselves from the pack. I'd be interested to see what happens with Coles and as well as Hickey guys who are a little bit more old school, especially Hickey as we've seen over the years and just kind of all the quotes that have come out. Austin Vote last year with the Orioles, that quote really stuck out to a lot of us here in D.C. But looking beyond all that, you got to wonder what their futures will be because you can make a case. Jim Hickey and Darnell Coles can go to Mike Rizzo's office and they can make a case for them coming back. Darnell Coles can say, well, look at what C.J. Abrams did. Look at what Kibet Ruiz did. Joey Manessis, Lane Thomas. There was a lot of different offensive guys who did step up this year, and you did see a lot of development from those particular guys. But there was also moments in time which there felt like there was a lot more meat that was left on the bone, which probably shouldn't have happened. You feel like Lane Thomas could have been a little bit better against right-handed pitchers. Is this something that Darnell Coles will fall on the sword for? In my opinion, I don't really know at this moment in time. I think it's a little too early to dictate whether Jim Hickey and Darnell Coles should be the guys to kind of fall on this sword, the theoretical sword, you could say. But now to kind of shift the attention to Jim Hickey in particular, there was also some good moments, you could say. Josiah Gray finishing the year with a sub-4 ERA. A slam dunk success. Mackenzie Gore having a good first healthy-ish season, having battling some blister issues here and there, but even then, a good, healthy thing. Jake Irvin, another rookie, really good season, really impressive. There's a lot of different things to take from this. And also Patrick Corbin, he was better. Trevor Williams was not a success story this year, obviously, but even then, there are things that they can make and go up to the boss's office and really just kind of say, this is what we improved. This is why I should be coming back. At this moment, it's a little too early to tell, but I think there is a case to be made. But now let's get into just kind of the guys, the free agents. What should be happening next? What should we be expecting? Again, it's too early to tell at this moment in time, but one thing stuck out to me. One thing really stuck out to me about this national team And I think this starting rotation from being a solid, they are just one solid starter away. I'll just rip the Band-Aid off and say that. I truly do believe that. I still believe in Cade Cavalli. And while I've only seen him start one time up in the big leagues, and he got rocked by the Cincinnati Reds back in last August. But even then, looking beyond that, looking beyond that one start, looking beyond some of the command issues he has had in his career, This is still someone who has a ton of promise, and he's kind of going to be that free agent acquisition, you could say. He missed the entirety of 2023. He'll probably be back in the majors by late May, early June of 2024. 
And I think that could be the free agent, quote unquote, acquisition of this national team. But even then, you could make a case that this national team could be a contender next year. In fact, you have a decent case at it if you expect C.J. Abrams to be better in his age 23 season. If you expect Kiber Ruiz to take that next step and to be more consistent. If you expect Lane Thomas to stay consistent and have the production that he had this year. If you expect James Wood and Dylan Cruz to come up and make an impact. If you expect to sign guys in free agency to place around the core of your team. Because if you look around, the core of the team has kind of taken form. You look at C.J. Abrams, Key Bear, Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray, Dylan Cruz, and James Wood when they come up, and also many more athletes, many Brady Houses in the picture as well. That is going to be your core heading into 2024, and, that, and all those guys, those three guys that we mentioned, House, you have Wood, and Cruz, all three of those guys should be in the majors at some point in 2024. This offseason is going to be an interesting one because you could spend, you could really put a lot of assets into this team and go for it in 2024, but will this ownership do that? Do they want to do that? And also, even then, will the ownership still be here in 2024? That is also the question heading into this offseason. So it's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, I will have you covered here with the Locked On Podcast Network where it's always your team every single day. And man, 71 wins for this Nationals team. And first and foremost, I would like to thank all you guys, all the everydayers out there for tuning in Monday through Friday, talking about this Nationals team. It has been a joy from day one of the season all the way through game 162. And now this is the fun part, the offseason. We get to start dreaming a little bit in the Nationals. It's the, it ain't like last year's offseason when we're talking about maybe we will win 60 games. No, no. That's the Nationals team. They won 71 games in 2023. I expect a lot more heading into 2024, and there's a lot of prospects and a lot of things to be excited about for this offseason. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day all year long. And, of course, check us out wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe over at Locked On Nationals over on YouTube. The season's over just like that. 162-game season. The Nationals finished 71 and 91 on the air. C.J. Abrams sets a stolen base record in game 162 for this Nationals organization. It was a fun run, but of course, tomorrow's show, we'll get into a little bit more of the offseason and what to expect with Lockdown Nationals moving forward. I'll talk to you then. Catch you on the flip side.